0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Noob. I'm your host, Nick. Here with me today is...
1: Oh, it's your boy, Nate.
0: Yeah, you're back. Because as we found out, when you leave, everything goes to sh-t. Just absolute abomination. I do apologize to everybody. So just so you know, Noob is going to be weekly. It's just that last week, things kind of hit the fan. It was sort of a domino effect. You know, one thing happened after another. First, Nate decided that he didn't love me anymore. Just kidding. He had some family stuff going on. had a on. family
1: medical emergency. Yeah. yeah sure so no, Yeah,
0: I know. I know. I'm <laughs> trying to... Um, but anyways, you know, I, it, it was definitely a situation where it was like, no, take care of your family. I got this. And unfortunately... I didn't. (laughs) I had it. I totally had it. We had a guest on Freakalicious. If you're listening, thank you so much for coming on. But one thing kind of led to another. The audio wasn't that great. There was a part in it that like, it almost sounded like somebody was fast forwarding a tape recorder and we were like, Uh, and then we talk normal for a little bit and then talk normal for a little bit. And, It was that coupled with, like, it would cut out every once in a while. And so it got to a point where it's like, is this the type of quality that we are okay with putting out? Even with the disclaimer at the very beginning, hey, I'm sorry for the quality or something like that. And it got to the point where it was happening enough and there was enough going wrong that I'm like, "This this isn't up to par with what we usually put out. And that's why we decided to cancel it. So I do apologize for anybody who is, you know, upset and everything. Uh, Hopefully it won't happen again. And if it does, we're going to make sure to take steps in the background to, you know, make sure that we can at least do something with it. So I do apologize for that. Hopefully we're going to get right back on schedule. Speaking of back on schedule, get a hold of us in any of the following ways you can go to at tx3 productions and that's our you know thread x3 productions twitter at official underscore noob and that's spelled just like the show n e w b that's at official underscore noob um if you're already following um the apex legends hubcast on twitter it's we just basically change the name so you don't have to worry about that you're already following us um discord always in the description down below or get a hold of us on our gmail at threadx 3 productions at gmail.com and that's how you can get a hold of us so let's get right into the show with our dailies All right, so dailies is obviously when we just talked about what we've we been playing um, last episode that you know of. Uh, <laughs> we were going to say, hey, what do you guys think we should start covering? And so now we we thought this would be a perfect time to talk about. This is what we're going to be covering or talking about on a semi-regular basis. Um, you know, uh, Apex, Paladins, Call of Duty, Warframe, Brawlhalla, Brawlhalla. Um, and then two upcoming ones that I really feel like are going to be really interesting: uh, Fall Guy, the Ultimate Knockout. Please go look at a video of that. It's like Battle Royale, but sort of not. It's got a nice, interesting twist. So go check that out. Fall Guy, the Ultimate Knockout. Uh, and then Rogue Company, which is actually done by the same company that does Smite and Paladins, but this one's more of a like tactical, you know, team-based shooter. It looks really interesting. It's always it's going to be free to play. Um, a lot of the ones we are choosing, we're trying to make sure we choose ones that um, at least some of them, not all of them, obviously, uh, have some type of crossplay, And that way it'll be a little bit easier to hook up with you guys and actually, you know, play. Because that's definitely been the one thing about Apex. I hope they change very soon. Because making this community, making this podcast can be hard when you can't come and play with us or you know you don't have that kind of attachment like oh he likes apex but he plays on the playstation and i get that i totally get that you know you have your preferences i have mine and everything but you know it's definitely something we hope to fix by covering a bunch of games that are kind of cross-play you know uh and by cover you know it's not like we're going to be covering them very heavily like apex we're covering that a lot. And that's because like the, like last episode we were talking about the winter express this episode, we have to talk about the grand sorority, you know, and obviously we want to cover those as well to, to kind of pay homage to all our fans that kind of started this podcast in the first place, you know? So we want to always cover apex, but then there's all these other stuff and it's basically just giving us the freedom to just talk about what we're doing, what we're playing, what we're excited for. And I mean, We definitely play some single-player games, but I feel like the ones we're able to share with people are kind of a little bit up there for us, especially in today's society. So that's kind of just what we want to do. So, Nate, what have you been playing?
1: Um... besides the usual in Modern Warfare, um, I've been playing a lot of single player stuff recently. been really looking to get kind of immersed into a different world.
0: Um, Spellbound. Sorry. I almost forgot Spellbound. That's another kind of battle royale, but it's, you know, the one with, like, magic and stuff. So that was another one I thought would be cool to cover. And since it's not out yet, unless you're on PC, you have, like, early access or something like that, we can kind of all join that at the same time. Same thing with uh, Fall Guy, The Knockout, and Rogue Company. We can kind of all join that at the same time so it might be kind of fun anyway sorry go on
1: no you're good um i've been mostly playing detroit become human oh really interesting i i honestly i am only maybe two hours in
0: yeah um
1: and i'm already like oh i want more like this is really 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 good i love the story that they're playing that they're showing I knew this game was going to be cinematic and beautiful. I didn't realize how much Mm -hmm. like sometimes I can't notice this is a video game apart from me walking into stuff when I shouldn't. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's one of those, but it plays along with being an Android to me at least, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But have you played Detroit?
0: I I did the demo for it, and then when it came out free to play, I played almost that exact same (laughs) portion because that's like one of the things at the very beginning of this. uh, But what I played of it, uh, I really loved, but it was definitely one of those things where I wasn't totally in the mood for. And if I wasn't trying to finish, like Days Gone is the single player one I'm trying to finish right now, if I wasn't trying to finish that one, I think we're in that kind of time of the year where revisiting your backlog is definitely something I want to do
1: yeah that's what i'm doing right now and that's why i'm honestly excited all these games got delayed (laughs) right Um, fun fact it's Um, it's
0: it sucks for one thing but then it's also like okay give me some extra time (laughs) you
1: know yeah because i still want to play like control and stuff like that i really want to get into that Mm -hmm, um but yeah um detroit what i'm most excited about is to experience the story i love the fact that you're playing three different stories and they're both so important you know you've got one where it's like hey i have sentience like why am i doing this why am i bowing to the will of humans um and unless it's actually in a profound way it's not like a typical way then you've got a android who's a caretaker in a family i say family loosely in a home where the dad is just a drunk Mm. and you know he like attacks his daughter and they have to which i'm i was very thankful that it was only like one scene that that happened Mm. so it wasn't like a prolonged thing and then you've got someone who is an android cop that's what he is you know he is an android through and through and it's like you do get attached to the characters kind of immediately especially marcus marcus is one of those that i love that little that little bit um besides that I finished Fallen Order a couple weeks ago I decided to jump back into it this week because in a kind of shocking surprise especially coming from a game from EA um they in their most recent patch uh they actually put in all of the pre-order content oh cool for free
0: whoa okay yeah that's cool
1: yeah so if you pre-ordered it from certain places or certain areas you got a combination of a orange lightsaber nice okay um a like black and gold, chrome colored uh, skin for BD. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Two skins for the Mantis, and then something else, maybe a poncho. I'm not exactly sure, but um, yeah, you got all of that for free. Oh, and hilts. There were lightsaber nice. hilts too. Okay, cool,
0: cool, cool. Um,
1: so it's one of those. I jumped in. I immediately changed it to orange because I had it from yellow, and it was like, okay, this is cool. And so then I'm no longer a guardian. Yeah. Well, I'll eh. I'll switch it. Eh. No, I switched it to. I'm being silly. Oh, okay. That was just super
0: lore heavy, and I'm a nerd, so.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, I, it, caught, it caught me because I thought I was thinking Guardian Blue for a second. And I was like, no, I changed it when I made my own. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I lost my train of thought You're now. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, I've been um, kind of going through that as well, going through Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk to play back through is really, really fun. Yeah. Like, that's the one I don't mind tra- Like backtracking to some of those other areas. It's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty much it for me
0: yeah nice 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 um i i actually uh I actually started playing something called Darwin Project um, if you haven't already it's free to play, so definitely um, suggest go check it out uh it's definitely interesting, and if you play it and you end up hating it, like I can sort of get that but Like, one of the things I think I'm the most excited about is to see where this goes. So, I mean, the basics of it is that it is a battle royale, but instead of having, like, 100 players, there's only 10 players. And instead of there being guns, there's only an axe and arrows. Those are your only two means of attack. Um, Other than that, it's actually a lot more like Hunger Games than it is, like, a... Traditional battle royale, you know, drop in, shoot, yada yada yada. Instead, you just kind of spawn somewhere random on the on the map, and then you go around and you scavenge. Um, And then how you do stuff is based on two types of resources. There's wood. Uh, And Darminian. The Darminian is to basically level up your skills, which there are three different classes. I'll get into that in just a second. And then the wood is for your crafting. And you can craft arrows is obviously number one thing. Or you can craft fire. And fire is really important because... Um, the entire time you basically have a temperature meter that's going down because you're in like an ice age, so to speak, or an ice dome. <laughs> it's it's clearly like a set up like a actual like event, kind of like Hunger Games. You know, the only other one I would say that comes close is obviously Apex Legends, because Apex Legends, you know, you have all the banners and it's kind of set up like a game, you know, new champion or or new <laughs> Um, kill leader, you know, stuff like that. So it's set up like an actual game. But this one more so because there's also a game director. This is probably the most interesting part about it, other than the actual, like, combat and everything. And that's because there's a real-life person basically playing the dungeon master. He gets to decide what segment closes down. He gets to decide if he gives extra resources to somebody. He can create challenges. He can do like a lot of really interesting things. And so that's really cool. Um, I really like it for its simplicity because like I said, there's only like two different ways you can attack. You can swing your axe at somebody or you can shoot an arrow at them. And those are the only two ways that you can do it. So instead of having to worry about, do I have an SMG? Do I have a light machine gun? Do I have a sniper rifle? You only have these two ways. And so uh, the way I compare it to is like Rocket League. Rocket League in a, by itself is a super simple concept where get the ball into the thing, you know, but then how complex it is, is based on, you know, how you decide to boost if you can hit it in the air like there's so much more complexities but the very basics of it is get it into the goal that's it and that's kind of the same thing here your basic thing is to survive how you do that can kind of be up to you like you can win a match just by surviving because the other person froze to death because maybe they didn't have enough crafting materials to get themselves a fire or something or they were stuck in one of the zones and that makes you even colder, you know, like so you can die of you know, frost a lot faster and so yeah going back to the, uh, the director, that's one thing that I feel like is the most interesting thing about it because there's a lot of really interesting things that they can they can do, and they can really... Like, okay, here's a really good example. I was having a really good match, and uh, I think I had like two or three kills, and so it was down to the last zone, but what he did is he opened up one of the previous zones that he closed... And then closed that last segment. So both me and the other person had to try to find a way to that one. And, of course, it wasn't the one right next to it. It was on the other side. So regardless, we had to go through a closed-down segment to get to that new segment. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So no matter what, we had to go through a, a, a forbidden zone. And so then it became about who could get there fastest. I ended up dying because I froze to death because I was stuck in one of the dead zones or whatever. And that was really interesting because, like, uh, that was the first time I saw something like that. Uh, there was another one where like the director, cause the director can pretty much be heard by everybody if they have a mic. And so the director was straight up like, Hey, the first person to this drop, I'll give more wood to. And I'm like, well, that's kind of interesting. Like if you have a really interactive, um, uh, DM extent, essentially they can like really make the game interesting, you know? Um, then there was like, there was one time I was doing good. So the director, he liked me. You know, he saw that I was doing good. He saw that I had the most kills. And so then he started paying a little bit more attention to me. You know, Um, he has this one ability where he can give me a megaphone, which basically anybody can hear you because normally the sound is actually um, location based. So if you have a mic on and you're talking, maybe you're streaming. So you're trying to talk to your stream people can hear you. So if they get close enough, they can try to pinpoint where you are. Cause they can hear where you are. Um, so that's, that's interesting. interesting, but the director gave me a megaphone and he did it right after I killed somebody. So it was like essentially giving me a chance to shit talk and be like, ah, oh, yeah, guys, I'm the best. That was my third kill. You want to come after me? Come after me. Um, and so it was really cool. And then there's, like, if he doesn't have a mic himself, he there's a soundboard. So, like, he can, you know, put out sounds of, like, cheering, like, yeah, and stuff like that. So that guy was, like, he, I was, like, I was the MVP or whatever. I ended up going down that match, but it was, like, so close. It was one of those, and it's really exhilarating. And I have to say, one of the things that's probably the coolest, other than the director, is that this launched with private servers, So what really interests me the most about this is actually the community that can hopefully form around this game. Not only that, but I feel like this has the potential of curating a really interesting community. Because Mm. if you have a director and he's an asshole and he's really like maybe favoriting somebody but in an unfair way like you can tell their friends and so they're just helping each other level up or something like that you get to report that person and so they can end up like maybe getting banned because they're not being a very good director or something like so the community itself potentially could be a really curated community because it's like you can't you, you can't just do whatever you want sure you could but how long can you really get away with it you know what I mean So Hmm. like that really intrigues me because um, having a director, there are moments where it could be used in a bad way. Perfect example would be um, I had this one match. I was coming up on this one guy, and I'm pretty sure he didn't know I was there. But I could hear through the mic the director telling him, hey, he's coming. He's coming over the ridge. So it's like that director clearly either knew the guy or something. And he was trying to help him out. Then after I died, he picked up one of the supply drops or whatever. And he said, okay, as soon as you're done with this, I'll drop you another one. And I'm like, he's helping this guy out. Like yeah. he's not coming up with like interesting challenges. you like, Hey, the first person to get a kill, I'll give this to or something like, which I've heard that before. The first person to get a kill, I will give you extra wood or the first person to get a kill. I'll drop a supply drop right next to you or something like that. So there's interesting ways that you can do it, but then, yeah, there are certain ways that can be a little toxic. But like I said, I feel like, this this could potentially be an interesting community to see grow because I don't think you can get away with being an asshole for that long as a director at least you could be a you could be an asshole in the game itself but then at the same time if you're too much of an asshole if you're too much if you're too cocky a game director might not like you so he might not want you to win does that make
1: sense yeah it does
0: yeah I mean, if you're too cocky, if you're too, you know, balls to the wall, you know, like if I was a game director and I saw some guy and like, ah, oh, you guys don't know anything. You guys are, freaking, you know, noobs and I hate you. And, you know, just real toxic. I could just be like, you know what? I'm going to give this guy a special ability because I want him to kill him. You know what I mean? So if you're too much of an asshole, you're too much, you know, I feel like obviously it still has the potential just like any game to just go down the there, you know, that, That's always a possibility, but it's just it's it's an extra layer. Plus, I like the fact that it's a battle royale, but it's just different, you know, because there is even that cuisine royale, which we talked about in our first episode. That's literally just a battle royale. You know, other than the only thing that technically made it interesting is that it was it was a parody, essentially, but it was just a battle royale. Here we go. Another battle royale. Another one. Another one, another one. (laughs) Major key. Yeah. But this one is different it takes the Battle Royale formula and finds a new way to do it. Because you could argue Fortnite and Apex are very similar. You could argue PUBG and, you know, Cuisine Royale are carbon copies of each other. And you wouldn't be that far off. Although obviously both of us can agree that Apex Legends, at least they did something different with the skills and the characters, you know, but still, if you wanted to break it down to its most basic, it is just another Battle Whereas this, it's something new. It's fresh. It does something interesting with it. And the future of it is probably the most interesting because it's like other than like new game modes for Apex, which I'm still really excited to talk about that very soon. um, But other than new game modes, like what can they do versus i feel like there's so much that uh darwin project they kind of open themselves up to i feel like they're a lot more broad if that makes sense
1: yeah with this this definitely looks like a hunger games in the visual style of fortnite or just based on gameplay alone um because i'm getting vibes of of that um but i like the idea of it being battle royale but it actual survival like yes. i think that's really really cool what's the max uh, game what's the max players per match uh, 10 yeah so oh, i mean okay. 11
0: cool. technically with the director cool yeah so it's a lot more
1: intimate intimate intimate
0: <laughs> it's a, it's a lot more it's a lot more intimate it's a lot more <sighs> like the map isn't huge it's broken up into i believe nine segments and they all like basically little octagons so nine segments because i want to say there's like eight around it and then there's a center one you know so but yeah i mean it's just it's split up into like this little thing and it's it's so basic like i said the attacks are just swinging an axe um, like if you swing at the same time, you'll clang up against each other and actually get flung back a little bit. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just super interesting. Um, this is definitely one I would like to get together with a lot of, of you guys. If you're on the PlayStation four, we do have a thread X three productions, uh, community. So, um, not just for Darwin project, obviously just join that community. If you'd like to get with all the PS4 fans of the show, you know, get on that community. Uh, I don't think there's a link we can go so just go on your playstation go to the communities tab and search for threat x3 productions and obviously i'm pretty sure there's not another one so <laughs> should be pretty easy to find is my point um but yeah join us there and let's hook up because we can do a private match of just 10 people like, we, every person is just, you know, we don't have to have any random people. And I feel like that's another part that should be really fun is just playing with a bunch of friends and goofing off. You know, that's one thing. That and crossplay is the one thing I really want Apex to do because it's like, you know... It's just, it, it's, it would just be really fun to just be like, all right, we're just going to have nothing but friends, you know. And then when somebody kills me, it might be a little frustrating or something. But it's like, ah, hey, we're just having fun. Yay. You know, and that's kind of the same thing here. And then finding a way to be like a really interesting, you know, dungeon master essentially and like find cool things. Like, I, I, I can't wait. So please go on to our communities and go to Threatx3 Productions, you know, search for that. And, you know, let's let's hook up on this. It would be really
1: fun. Yeah, this is definitely something. Is this free to play? Yep,
0: yep, free to play. Free to play. Same kind of Uh-oh. structure where, you know, and it's funny the currency is ramen, <laughs> so you get ramen. The gamer's food, <laughs> right? So, um, so that's like the the in-game currency. They're not selling it yet, so I think you only. It's very very slow burn right now as far as like if you want to get stuff. But I can't wait because like um, you can you can get different axes so like you can get like this really badass looking axe that's you know basically like just giant mace or whatever you can make your guy look like you know like uh like somebody from the thunderdome or something (laughs) thunder (laughs) so yeah it's it's just real fun something i think would be cool to uh play together so
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely
0: All right, so let's move on to this week's game. All right, so Apex Legends has the Grand Soiree going on where we're going to have a new game mode every two days. So I feel like this week's game is a shoe in for Apex Legends. Let's try out all the new game modes. We have a couple that we can talk about today, but, you know, let's try out the new ones. Um, By the time this is released, the game mode is going to be uh, Always Be Closing which is what you should always be doing on a Friday night. Am I right? Heyo. Heyo. So, yeah. And admittedly, the last time we tried to do it, um, it was a little harder to, uh, you know, hook up with you guys. I mean, there was even a couple of people who uh, contacted me and say, hey, let's play Cuisine Royale. And it just happened to be the time and everything. So I do apologize for that. Um, I did set up a streaming schedule. So as long as I'm, you know, I have the time to, I would love to, you know, hook up with you guys. So actually this time around, if you go into the description, I'm going to leave the times that I'm going to set aside specifically for this week's game. You know, so there are going to be particular times. And if you can make it, that'd be great. You know, just hook up with me on the PlayStation and we can play some rounds of Apex Legends. So, um, but yeah, let's try out the new game modes. Uh, So the next couple of ones is, let me check out... Um, always be closing, um, armed and dangerous, and it looks like Kings Canyon, uh, Kings Canyon at nighttime. So, and then by then, uh, I mean I guess the week's gonna be done by then. But anyways, but yeah, so I'm I, I'm excited for that. Let's let's check that out. Super simple. This week, Apex Legends. Let's hook up. All right, guys. All right. So then on to tunes to die for. um i had a couple uh i think what i'd like to do is uh i'd like to start making maybe some playlists or what are they called on spotify yeah playlists playlist okay wow why was i such an idiot (laughs) i'd like to start making some playlists and so then maybe you know you guys can listen to it you can because like if you make a playlist people can search for it can't they
1: correct yeah oh, okay. and we could even yeah we could even do one either us like us make it or make a thread x3 profile right and make playlists which i think would actually be cool yeah and this is something that i would genuinely love to do because i love making all kinds of different playlists and you know music kind of stuff like that so um i think this is something that we're going to try out mm-hmm. if you guys want to see if there's any sort of specific things or themes you're looking for yeah make sure to send it to us and we'll make you some kick-ass music to game two yeah technically speaking of tunes to die for i feel like a good throw in would be the stealth dropped m&m album that came uh-huh. out songs to get Murdered to <laughs> <laughs> That's which funny. is a combination of really deep m&m and a combination of really fun like imagine you're in the middle of an apex like you're in um in the middle of a match and you put on Godzilla off the album and that's the one that's got Jewish world on it. And it's just like, man, it is very hype. It's mm-hmm. very, very hype. So I think that's a perfect shoe in on that one. Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, so check out that first song if you haven't already.
1: That's good. That's good. That's like a cruising cruising song Yeah, that's on there. Okay. Let me check out the other that's one. That's hot.
0: That's hot right there. Okay. Yeah, this one's actually from, uh, freaking uh, Wipeout.
1: <laughs> do, 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 that makes do, sense. Do, 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 do.
0: Good though, right? Like, I don't normally like techno, but like that came up. I think on the on a playlist where like it was just like video game music or whatever. That came up, and I'm like, heck yes! Like, I was in my uh, car doing like my deliveries and everything, and I was just like, I was like jumping to my seat and everything. I was like. <laughs> shake it don't break it and i'm like heck yeah so like i had to like share i had to like copy that and put it on like it was good 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 so yeah this is definitely something we want you guys write in everything you can write in obviously we want we want this to be a complete you know sharing experience with you guys we want you to be a part of the show as much as we are um but yeah this one in particular send it to us we're gonna make some playlists it's gonna be super fun so super super stoked about this so all right let's move on to our topic of the show all right topic of the show we got apex we got some new game modes let's talk about them so far um, Yeah. What, what do we think about them? Everything. So the first one, I thought it was a good start for sure, which was gold guns, you know? Uh, so uh, let's see what was available. Well, the only things that were available were uh the Mastiff, Kraber, LSAT, G7 Gold Edition, uh, Flatline Gold Edition, Triple Take Gold Edition, uh, Charge Rifle. Uh, and then obviously everything was just the gold version of that. So if it was a regular one, obviously it was a gold version of that regular one. So like the triple take, I think was my favorite because it had the threat, um, scope on it. X three. What?
1: The X three. You said I had the threat and I said X three.
0: Uh, you're, you're so (laughs) funny. Triple threat or whatever. anyway, anyways, but yeah, I really like that one. Um, because, uh, triple take why was i saying threat damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> now i get it okay sorry yeah the triple take um gold edition is best i think because you know you got i think it goes from four up to 12 you know op- optical zoom or whatever and then it's the threat version so you can kind of see that was the most useful obviously because like you could just see Even if it was just little red dot, you know, way out there, it's like I could see them. Um, It had the choke on it, um, so that was really good. I remember taking somebody down because they were looting, and I just took them down in one shot. I was like, "heck yeah!" But yeah, I mean, it it was really kind of cool. I I think what I rolled most of the time was a triple take and either a mastiff or an LSAT. I felt like those. Were, I felt really comfortable with that setup.
1: Yeah, gold guns. I think is a really fun concept, and it definitely plays into the arcade type of event of it. Yeah. Because it's one of those like, hey, we're gonna make everyone OP. That's yeah. Cool. Like, go ahead and, and do. You know.
0: I mean, my only um, negative I'd have to say is that I wish there were no white armor. Like, white armor shouldn't have been, even been there. Like, the lowest you could have gotten is blue. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, which only makes sense for the balancing because then it's just not fun if all you're picking up is white armor on there. But um, that, the gold guns, the gold gun do is, I thought was fun, but it's one of those that uh, it didn't really do as much for me. I think the live, die, live is the one that was really interesting, though. Yeah. Um, because it's one of those that kind of picks up the pace of the game. It's not necessarily having to. And taking a little bit of the strategy away, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, I could I see what you mean. I mean, the live-die live, the only th- I feel like with some tweaking, it could be interesting. Because obviously the main pull there is that as long as you have one squad member still alive by the end of the round, at the beginning of the next round, you'll spawn in but there still is this really um i mean like if you if you die right at the beginning of the round there's still this really big chunk of time that your teammates could be you know exposed essentially especially if mm-hmm. like two of you die and there's only one of you it definitely becomes very intense cuz the circle has to get finished closing before you respawn and so that can be really Intense, like if there's only one of you left, or even if there's just the two of you, and you, you feel exposed or whatever. Um, but it also makes the last circle super interesting because there could be a ton of teams left where normally there's not a lot of teams left by then, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So it it, it does add an interesting dynamic to the game, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those so I'm just like, you know, I. I um i I like the idea of it this this whole kind of concept this arcade thing is very interesting because so far the only thing i don't like is i don't feel like we're getting enough time to really experience oh yeah you know oh, yeah. it as a whole compared to the other uh, ltms we've had but i think this is a cool idea to be like you know lightning round boom 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 mm-hmm. okay you know there's definitely some for fun i think there's there's some that they've added that are trying to figure out, hey, do we want this to be a re- reoccurring thing? Definitely.
0: Um, my biggest complaint right now of the overall thing is there's something wrong with my account because I want to say it was the first day of Gold Guns. My challenges disappeared. I can't see my challenges anymore. And considering that the challenges have to do with some of the game modes, like, for instance, getting... I, the very first one was play around of Gold Guns Duo. So that was super easy. I got that one. Then the next one was get like 50,000 damage or maybe it was just 5,000. I can't remember. I can't remember because it freaking disappeared. So I'm no longer making any progress on my Grand Story thing. I've turned the PlayStation off. I've turned it back on. I've exited it out. I've gotten back in. The only thing I haven't done, and I guess maybe I should try, is deleting the game and re- re-downloading it. So I have no idea what my progress is. I have no idea what the challenges are. I don't know what my dailies are. I don't know what my weeklies are. I don't. I don't know anything. It is the most frustrating bug I have ever encountered in Apex. You know? There's been so many bugs that we've maybe seen on Reddit or we've seen in, you know, various tweets or anything. And I haven't personally experienced them. So I haven't been able to really talk about it other than, yeah, that would be super (laughs) annoying. Whereas this, I'm experiencing it and it is the most frustrating thing to the point where I don't want to play but i do want to play because it's so interesting so it's it's i'm stuck in this really weird area and i am so frustrated
1: yeah that's not cool like, like, like that's something i would contact support like hey what the hell is going on here? right like why why is it doing this
0: i mean i'm going especially since we're almost halfway through all the game modes i think i am just going to go like tonight i'm going to delete it and then re-upload it because by the time this comes out we always record on sunday and, it, and then edit it put it out by monday so by the time this episode is out it's going to be always be closing Which is interesting because from the sounds of it, the circle is just always going to be moving. I don't know if that means the circle is always going to be moving inwards or if the circle itself is going to stay the same size but then be moving around the map. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know which one it is.
1: I don't know either, but I'm going to chalk it up more to it's closing the entire time. It's yeah, not, you don't maybe. have like a window of time. So I don't think it's going to be moving all around. So yeah, maybe
0: it'll be like really slow. Like it'll start and it'll just keep and then getting, you know, maybe, yeah, I guess that would make sense just by going by the name. It's always going to be getting smaller, but I don't know. Maybe it'll always be getting smaller t- until it's the final ring and then start moving around. I don't know. Cause I know like Fortnite, then they've done tournaments like that. Where they give you a certain amount of time, then they make it small, and then that circle just starts moving around the map. You know what I mean? So I know Fortnite has done something like that, so whether or not that's where Respawn is going to be taking their cues from, or if they're just going to be doing their own thing, you know? So, you know, I don't know. So, next one after that is Armed and Dangerous. We kind of already had this one, Snipers and Shotguns, you know. I'm I'm whatever about this one. This one I'm not super excited for. Then we get to revisit Kings Canyon, but now it's at nighttime. Like I liked um, Shadowfall just because it did kind of give me that nostalgia of Kings Canyon. But now mm. not only do we get to go back with a regular game mode, but it's also the
1: night version. And I really liked the night version. Didn't you? Yeah, it was really, really fun. Yeah, I liked night King's Canyon a lot more. Right. To be so honest. now
0: being able to do that, but just playing a regular ass mode, I, I can't wait. I mean, even if it is only for forty eight hours and then the the last one is the dummy one. And there's absolutely no information about what this is. We don't know if it's going to be a Shadowfall kind of, um, copy paste or what this is about so i'm definitely interested
1: (laughs) that's the hardest thing because from some of the videos i've seen it looks like it plays like um that mode that one map in uh, world war ii where you're on a toy it's a toy map and you're toy soldiers so interesting okay it, it, it looks like it's one of those that maybe just all the enemies are dummies instead of the actual characters right. or you're killing waves of dummies. It's really kind of hard to, to kind of figure out just from the little trailers we've seen.
0: Right. We have no information on it or whatever. Um, I guess the only one we didn't directly talk about was the third person one. We actually, uh, we, uh, we didn't mean to skip over it, but that's the one that's happening right now as the time of, of time of recording. Um, I mean, it's, it exists. That's all I'll say about it is, you know, it's nice. I, I just, I've never, I've never thought to myself, gee, you know what I want? I want this in third person. (laughs)
1: It's cool to do sometimes like Halo's had it before third person mode even Call of Duty I don't know if they ever had it no they yeah they did in matchmaking Uh, Modern Warfare 2 had a third person mode and so it's it's this is one of those that okay this is definitely an arcade thing like this is something that's going to be a replacement but it's a fun thing to try
0: yeah I mean I, I don't know I just like it I don't I've always liked Apex because it was built from the ground up as a first person shooter so, seeing this in the third person, even though, like, none of the animations seem wonky. Like, if you mantle up something, it doesn't look weird or anything. Like, it looks fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know, it's just off. And I don't really like it,
1: you know, personally. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, Gold Guns, I definitely hope that's a reoccurring one. Uh Lived I Live, like I said, if they could tweak it. And find some other interesting... I don't know. I just... I don't love it. I also don't hate it. It just... It needs to change. You know, I can't tell you what needs to change. But, like, I like... On paper, I guess. Let's put it that way. On paper, I like it. But then the actual practice of it, I feel like they could... They could just tweak it and maybe make it a little bit better next time. You know? Um, But, yeah. I mean... Other than that, I can't really tell you that much because I just – I can't it's, – it's so frustrating not being able to basically progress because that makes it super hard when it's like I go in and I maybe die and I'm like, what's my motivation for playing again when I can't progress or something? Other than having fun. Exactly. Having fun is super important, but it's hard to have fun when I'm not progressing in any way. And it's like there's this carrot on the end of the stick, but I – <laughs> I'm just not even getting close to it, you know, which I guess is the
1: point of the carrying on the stick, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the – that sucks. I definitely would either reach out to support or Mm -hmm. do something that's like – that is really, really bad. That's not – it's game-breaking. Yeah, (laughs) It's a game-breaking bug. It
0: certainly is. So um, what is your guys' favorite limited time mode so far? Uh, What's another one you think they could do? you know i know we've asked that question before but that's still something I, I would like to throw out there so so yeah um let's go on let's let's move on please uh this is actually one that we did before but we need to do it again so so we're doing the top 10 things that should be standard in shooters
1: So the first one is actually probably the most important one out of all the ones on this list especially going forward is crossplay.
0: Mhm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um crossplay is something that I think we're finally to the point where we're breaking down barriers of t- like being spe- specific to one console like you're only playing with PS4 players, you're only playing with Xbox. Um So I'm seeing more and more like Hunt Showdown we talked about earlier is coming to PS4. It's Mm going to have cross play with Xbox, you know, or they're planning on it. So this is something that um, I think we're going to see a lot more going forward. And I really hope so, because this can change the way that people play games.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely one thing that I feel like as an industry, it needs to happen. And so, I mean, that's why it's number 10 rather than maybe number one. Because I feel like it's going to happen regardless, whereas the rest of the things, you know, there's still some holdouts, and so that's why we feel like they should be standard. But, yeah, crossplay. Just whoever's, whoever's playing, whatever they're playing on, just let me play with them. Giggity. Number nine, Field of View Slider. Um, This is definitely a console peasant problem. (laughs) but um, And it's not even a problem so much. A lot of more modern games are doing it. But like I said, there are still some holdouts. But I feel like a field-of-view slider definitely needs to be Um, a standard in any kind of first person because your field of view should change based on like how close or how far away from the screen you are like a really good example if you're on a couch and the screen is anywhere from five to six feet away from you you might want a smaller field of view because then people won't be so they won't be small and you're far away from the screen so you can't tell whereas if you're right if you're playing like at a desk and the screen is right there i feel like you can make that a lot bigger field of view which would technically make the people who are further away smaller on your screen but since you're closer to the screen it's okay not only that, but then it can also really help out with maybe motion sickness. Like if you're a person who is prone to motion sickness when playing a first-person shooter game, sometimes being able to adjust your field of view can really make or break your, you know, you know, having to take some Dramamine or something. <laughs>
1: yeah and with uh, field of view it's one of those that i think i think we might actually see that soon if the ps5 and xbox series x is as powerful as they say true because true. that is the biggest problem why we don't have it on consoles is it's just not like it will bog down the computer or your your console and just it won't run well um it's something that sometimes on certain games i have a hard time running because it's it's using more graphical power so this is something we might very well see just like crossplay with this new generation so this one actually i think like the other two we will see soon coming with these new generation of consoles and it's a couple different things it's advanced controller settings And the ability for button remapping. Now, this one isn't for everyone because there are a lot of people that just want to pick up that controller. They know how to look down. They know how to aim down sight. They know how to shoot. They know how to crouch. That's it. That's all they want to know. With advanced controller settings, we're getting to the point technically with with these controllers that um, you can kind of change certain little aspects of, especially when it comes to minute things like changing dead zones or anything like that. Um, now we are seeing developments like this with Xbox, you know, elite controller and then PlayStation PlayStation is adding certain things like that weird butt plug, <laughs> <Button> <laughs> plug. for the dual shock. Um, that goes into more button mapping, mm. button remapping. So the fact that they're doing that for releasing that for the, PS4, a little twenty-five dollar thing mm-hmm. makes me think that that's coming with the DualShock Five controller. Mm-hmm. But the idea of being able to have back paddles that you can completely reprogram to be the you know shoot button or the jump, you know, anything like yeah, that, right. can make your style of play more customizable. And I think that that's something that is new that we kind of need.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. In general, I just feel like being able to customize everything about your play. You know, uh, this kind of goes hand in hand with field of view, but is obviously different enough where it deserves its own slot. But being able to, uh, like Nate was, your dead zone, but also your acceleration, like when it comes to actual controller, and everything like the acceleration of when I'm pushing to the right, how fast is it going, or how slow is it going? Your pitch, your yaw, yaw, chick, yaw, and yeah, everything like. That. That. <laughs> um, but really, being able to hone in and get it to that exact amount because it, because sometimes a controller and everything can be almost like a thumbprint. Everybody has a different one. Your speed might be different than my speed. Your sensitivity while aiming down sights might be completely different from mine, but it needs to be personalized. And once again, it might be something that is kind of already standard, but it's definitely something that needs to stay a standard and it just needs to happen. Button remapping is kind of like just preference if you want your jump to be l2 or r2 um because it makes more sense in a first person like then just being able to find what works for you and exploiting that is really good bringing us to number seven this one pulled straight from call of duty being able to shoot through certain items and so obviously we're talking about maybe doors or glass or things like that. Um, but, yeah, I feel like every shooter in particular, like, you should be able to shoot through certain things. Like, if I'm shooting up against a wood fence and it's not – I'm not able to shoot through it, it just – it kind of brings you out of the experience. Even if it's just a little – it breaks that, you know, a suspension of disbelief when, like, I'm shooting at a glass – And it's not like I'm not killing the person on the other side or something like that. It can be a little, you know, it breaks that immersion, even if it's just by a little bit. This one's a super quick one just because it's just like I want to be able to shoot through certain items. You know, if I can't shoot through it, there needs to be some kind of feedback where it's like, oh, you can't shoot through that or something. Or it needs to make sense. Steel. Yeah, it makes sense. I can't shoot through that. So, you know, just certain things.
1: Yeah, with with that in particular, it, it, they're getting closer. Like uh, With the more realism they're adding, you can shoot through a lot of things. But yeah, shooting through a wall, killing someone on the other side, knowing that they're there, makes you feel kind of like a badass. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, that's something really cool about it. Another one, this is one we've had for a while, um, and more and more games are adding it because we're getting more technical when it comes to what we're able to do, but destructible environments. Um, now... For gamers going forward, I think this is going to be one of those they're going to get spoiled to. And I feel like there are two different camps. Like, there are sometimes where I want to get into something like Modern Warfare or Battlefield, where it's destructible environments everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I can shoot through walls. And sometimes I want to play like classic Modern Warfare 2, where it's just simple, like the map you don't interact with, you're just shooting players. You know, it's kind of one of those kind of feel in the moment kind of things. But um, going forward, in particular, with how massive we're making these consoles destructible environments needs to be in every single one
0: yeah i mean you can't you can't play rainbow six siege for instance and then go into modern warfare and try to shoot up some drywall and you're like wait why isn't it falling apart
1: <laughs> right right yeah exactly i mean
0: and th- this goes back to the immersion not being able to sh- destroy an environment when i just saw an rpg at a brick wall you know what I mean like that um, is immersion breaking and even though like you might not have thought about it a couple years ago ever since Battlefield really tore down that wall huh um, ah. it's it's something that I like I want every game to have if I have an RPG I need it to go through the wall it just makes sense now obviously in certain games maybe that could kind of break the level design but then that just means you need to design your levels in more unique ways. If you don't want a wall to go down, you need to make sure why can that wall not go down. And once again, immersion, I need to feel immersed in the game. And the more you break my immersion, even if it's little things like that, the more it just, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. This is just a game. I want there to, be, I want there to be instructive. I feel like it just makes sense. So, and another thing that just makes sense, number five, mantling. You know, and this doesn't necessarily just mean vaulting over something waist high. Mantling is also if there's something right above my head, and I can jump and then jump again to like grab onto the ledge and pull up. It's one hundred percent immersion. I need to I need to feel like I can go anywhere, I can do anything if I'm just creative enough. And it also just makes you feel like you're a part of that world. If I jump on this box and then jump up to this window, if I could do that in real life, I should be able to do that in a video game. Now, there are plenty of games that have really good mantling, but then the like i feel like apex is the perfect example because in real life if i went up and i ran up to a wall i could take a few steps and then grab something above me because that's just real i could do that um and so i feel like every game needs to have some sort of mantling and you know going up to going up to a window and just because it happens to be a little bit too high i can't jump through it it once again immersion breaking so
1: yeah i would say that a good comparison to this exact example would either be apex or something like dying light where don't necessarily need to have parkour but yeah. the ability to be able to just run and oh hey i can actually grab that let me grab that you yeah know? so another one is kind of a combination smart reload and with some other systems similar to, like, what Modern Warfare started to do, with Spark Reload, what's really cool, going back to the immersion part, it feels weird when you're in the middle of reloading, and an enemy comes up, and you melee him, and then you immediately do that action, again, of, re- of reloading, whereas instead, it's, like, still, after you get done reloading, or after you get done doing the melee action, it continues to reload and remembers where you left off. Yeah. So that's kind of one of those that helps with the immersion. It doesn't kind of break it that you're playing a video game. And then kind of similarly, um, one thing that mechanically I think Modern Warfare is doing very well and it's something that's so small, um, but in Modern Warfare, when, you're, um, when you need to reload, you can do like you've always done and if you're aiming down sight, release the uh, trigger and then reload. But now you can still have your gun sighted in and reload without having to break that action. Now, I mean, there would be a little bit of like hiccup where you're doing the action reloading, Mm -hmm. but if you're like on target and you're just like, I I got this guy in my sights, you don't have to release that just to reload. So that's something that's really cool and kind of adaptive.
0: Yeah. And it's super important because, Like, I think the best example is let's say you have like a M60 or something that's like a chain fed, um, a a chain fed reloader. So let's say you take the drum out, you put it in, and then you start to pick the bullets up to put it into the chamber. But then you melee, you have to take the drum out, you have to put it in, you have to pick up the chain. And it's like without the smart reload, it's it's just so annoying, if anything, because it's like, oh, I have to go through yeah. that again. Now, there's some that are even more immersion breaking because as long as you get the chamber or as long as you get the bullet into the chamber, you can melee to actually cancel it and then technically reload faster. Than that There's some games that allow you to do that. And then, yeah, add, adding on to that, the being able to reload and look down sites that if you were a professional, that's what you would do you are so familiar with your gun you don't need to look at it to reload which is what all first person shooters do I have to look at it where's the mag? oh here it is I got it (laughs) it just makes sense that if you're a trained professional you know where that magazine is you know where the clip is on or magazine is on your body and you know how to do it without even look you could do it blindfold which is what a lot of them do right so it just makes sense that you'd be able to stay on target as you do that so, uh, number three, Slide. This is one where when you don't have it, you miss it.
1: Yes, 100%. There are, very,
0: there are very few games nowadays that don't have Slide, but the ones that don't are annoying as hell. Because if you're going full sprint, full steam ahead, you press crouch and you just stop. Why? That doesn't make physical sense.
1: Yeah, it's like it, that one's really video gamey where you're like, run, 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 It's like, okay, no, that's not that's not, that's not, what I wanted at all. But it also, Hold helps on, I got to travers- take a crap. <laughs> yeah, it's also, it also helps with traversal, too. Like, if you go back to just simple game design, like a map like uh, Firing Range, mm-hmm. I don't need Slide on that map because mm-hmm. I can run and get to where I need to go. But if you have something like Battlefield maps or any of these bigger, more open multiplayer maps, traversal is not like i i don't remember if they had a slide featuring ghosts i they might have i think but like a map like stonehaven so big you need help with traversal like you need that speed boost
0: and then the opposite of traversal
1: prone which i actually can't think of any games nowadays that don't have some sort of prone can you apex dude good point you got me on that one (laughs) shakes so damn bad that's my fault um yeah apex is a special case because it's being so similar to titanfall in terms of game mechanics Mm -hmm. makes me feel like i don't need a prone because i'm always on the move but with it being battle royale and having to focus on surviving in some instances yeah i could see that Mm -hmm. um But this one is really self-explanatory. Like I was just saying, I can't think of any games that don't have it apart from Apex that you're reminding me of. (laughs) So prone is kind of one of those essential functions you need to have. That one's kind of pretty self-explanatory.
0: I mean, if you're going to be a first-person shooter, that's number one. And you're going to have guns, (laughs) number two. I just feel like you should be able to prone... You know, stabilize yourself and you're now like three times as accurate as you were before, you know, in a lot of instances, it wouldn't make sense to go prone in apex, but there are certain circumstances where like let's say you want to lock down an area. You have your Watson gates up and everything and you're like down on the ground, just ready with that Kraber or something like it makes sense to go prone. And I just feel like moving forward, if it's a first person shooter, like why not be able to go prone? And there's even games nowadays like Battlefield and Siege are the two biggest ones that when you go prone and you start moving backwards, you actually can see your feet in front of you. Like, it just makes sense, you know? And it it goes back to immersion. I feel like everything on this list, you could say, just helps with the immersion, makes you feel a part of it. You know, like, Modern Warfare is a good example that, like, the Modern Warfare is in the past. If you were in a corner and you went prone, you couldn't because, oh, you don't have room to go prone. But it's like nowadays, if you go, if you're in a corner and you go prone, well, it just means your feet go in front of you rather than behind you. It just, it makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. Also, um... I'll tie that in with the mounting systems. Uh, Like I (laughs) think, like I think apex could actually do well with that. The ability to maybe not prone, but Hey, I'm on a ledge. Let me mount my gun on there. So I have more stability and accuracy. Like I think that goes in pretty well with, with prone. Yeah. Um, But again, yeah, that one's pretty self-explanatory.
0: Yeah. And then the number one thing that needs to be standard in all Shooter games. And I would say, nay, games in general, ping system. That ping system, brah, brah. That ping system. <laughs> One. All games from now on should have, if you, it, well, let's put it this way. Single players don't need to have a ping system. Obviously, I, I, I might be facetious there, but any kind of cooperative, any game you're able to play with somebody else needs to have a ping system. The ping system is revolutionary. You know, and that's not just because we're apex, you know, ponies here, just sucking up that apex, anything like that. No, like it is so revolutionary and being able to say, Hey, look over here, you know, and just imagine back in the day, Hey, there's an enemy over there over where over there there to the left your left or my left the over there over there who's on first who's on first yeah
1: and i, I will throw i will throw this out there for a clarification because i don't want anyone kind of bringing it up ping type systems and shooters have existed before but what's so revolutionary in the one we're talking about is apex is specifically True. that they were able to make something that works so well and is so easy mm. to use with a controller because it's True. very easy on a piece on a PC. Like let's say you're playing Arma or something like that, and you want to ping. You just have your mouse. You just click ping, and it's there. Whereas on a controller, mm-hmm. you don't want to take away from the action. But if you just put it right, like in Apex, right above R two, or you know, the trigger, the right trigger, yeah. <laughs> put it that way. If it's up there, it's like just right away. So it's like, oh, and I have noticed that when I play a game that doesn't have it, I can tell. Like, I want to play Modern Warfare a lot like Apex sometimes because I'll be I'll try to go. like, There's someone over there. I'm like, well, I can't point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. And yeah, it's definitely one of those things that like with games that don't have it. I just find myself frustrated because it's like, it's so frustrating. Even uh, a perfect example is let's say we're playing modern warfare and we're in a building, you're covering one door, I'm covering another door. And I say to you, Hey, there's somebody to the Northeast. Now my Northeast is different than your Northeast, even if we're only a few, you know, feet away. So being able to go ping There's a guy, he's in this doorway. Even if it's not the red ping, it's just, hey, there's somebody over here. Me being able to articulate in such a visual manner as to where exactly I'm talking about is so important nowadays and it's one of those things that it's great for people with mics as much as it is without mics because without mics you're just hey there's this thing it's over here but even if i have a mic being able to articulate verbally and with a ping makes it even better because it's just it just makes so much sense it does like it's it's one of those things it's like how how have we not had this (laughs) You know, right, and one, once again, like you were trying to say, um, like Battlefield is probably one of the really popular ones that had it back in the day. So, well, well, before Respawn ever made a ping system, uh, Battlefield has been doing it for, for a while now. But I would even say that moving forward, it needs to be more like Respawn's ping system because not only is it customizable, but it's contextual. So if I'm aiming at a door, hey, that door is open, you know, which once again goes back to immersion because it's my character saying, hey, there's a door open over there, you know? And so, or if I'm aiming at a chest, hey, there's a chest over here. Is that chest open? Hey, there's a chest open over here. Somebody's been here. Hey, there's this gun. Hey, there's this ammo type. Hey, there's this blah. There's this blah. There's... Every game from this point on, if you're playing with somebody else, I need to be able to say, hey, a really good example, um, Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3 has a ping system, and when I discovered it, I was like, okay, I like this game now. Like, I was so up in the air about, do I even care? It's just another Borderlands. But you can mantle stuff. You can slide (laughs) It has semi-destructible environments, and it has a ping system. So it's like it started checking off boxes that it's like I didn't even realize that were boxes, you know? And so it's like, okay, yeah, ping system is something that I just expect nowadays.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's... When you play a game a lot that has it and you go back to one that doesn't, it's so like painstakingly Ugh. obvious and it's yes. it sucks in some way. But, yeah, um, that is, out of all of these, I feel like one of the most important things that I want to see games do in the future.
0: Right. I mean, the reason it's number one is because if a game doesn't have it, I immediately shit on it. You know, it's just, it's immediately crap to me because it's like, why, why aren't you doing this? You're a modern game and you don't have it. So that is our top 10 things that should be standard in first person shooters. Did we miss something? Do you agree with us? Let us know down in the comments below, or you can go to at TX3 productions or at official underscore noob. And that's spelled just like the show N E W B. that's at official underscore noob all right so the last thing we're going to talk about today is actually um we want to do a little bit of an announcement all right so in a world thank you okay i'm getting it ready it's time for the battle royale battle royale it's battle royale the battle royale (laughs) so basically it, it might be something we're going to go through. I think we're going to cut it off at like 16, because if we go any longer than that, it might be a little redundant, but basically we're going to go through a bunch of battle royale games. Uh, we're going to rate them, you know, based on visuals, aesthetic, we're going to come up with a rating system, you know, uh, you know, one through 10, you know, this game gets a 10 for visuals and yada, yada, yada. But we're going to rate each one and we're going to figure out what is the battle royale of all battle royales. And so uh basically the rules are we're going to pick one for the week. We're going to play that one for a real good – get a real good feel of it and then kind of move on. So – but that's uh something we're looking forward to doing. <sighs>
1: The acronyms I like cannot wait for. BRBVBRB. R B V R B We're gonna have, <laughs> have a lot of fun with that one. So this is gonna be exciting for me because there's only I only play the Battle Royale's people to tell tell me to play. And I know that there's a bunch of just random ones that have popped up. Cuisine mm-hmm. Royale being one of them. So yeah, um, from from last week. So this will be interesting to say yeah. the least.
0: I mean, uh, there's going to be some obvious top contenders, Fortnite, Apex, PUBG, you know, those are going to be like the obvious top ones, but it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting just to play some of the other ones and figure out, you know, we're still kind of working it out. Like, I think it's basically going to be kind of like a bracket system where it's like, well, not really a bracket system. It's going to be a ranking system. Uh, Let me do that over. You know, still figuring things out, but basically it is going to be kind of a ranking system. Like, this one's better than this one, you know, and so we're going to rank them from... You know, and each week basically we're gonna talk a little bit, maybe five ten minutes we'll spend on each one talking about this is what we think about it, this is what we like about it, this is what we don't like about it, and then we're gonna put it on the ranking system. So you know the you know the first one will be number one, but you know won't last long maybe. <laughs> so but yeah, this this is gonna be uh if you have been paying attention to our naughty dogs ranked at all, it's gonna be something similar to that. But we are gonna try to add a little bit of point value to it where we are gonna have. Okay, the visuals. How much? How much are we willing to give that? You know, is it an eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one? You know, things like that. Does so.
1: it take away from the game experience itself? Exactly. Stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. So there's going to be a little bit of
0: rankings, and it'll just be fun, like Nate said, just to kind of play some different ones. Uh, we've been on Apex Legends for a long time. Well, not a long time. geez. Nick, get over yourself. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting just to try new ones. Honestly, uh, I am kind of excited to try out PUBG. Like, I have never, ever been a PUBG fan, Like, but I've also never played it, so it'll be interesting to play. And it's on PlayStation now, so I actually plan on getting PlayStation now, even if it's just for one month, so I can try out PUBG. And it'll be my first time ever playing it. Like, was I just being full of myself, or was I completely right? I don't know which one it'll be, but it'll be fun to find out. So, um if you guys want to play along with us, you know, go ahead and you know, we'll we'll reveal what game we're going to be playing that week. Give us your impressions on it, everything like that. So, having said that, yes, the first one is going to be PUBG.
1: It's one, you know, I haven't personally... Played. Have you played it, Nate? No, I haven't, oh, but good. I am excited to play to see if they fixed anything or just left it a broken mess. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm. I'm interested just to... And I mean, the reason we're choosing it is kind of it was the first one which yes there's going to be tons of oh no minecraft was the first one or this game was the but this is the first one that kind of popularized battle royale and so that's why i'm kind of excited like to see where it kind of started even though yes uh, i think even h1z1 was before it you know i i get that but what i'm saying is undeniably what made it really really popular was PUBG. that was the one where it was breaking records of most congruent players so this is kind of like where the battle royale craze began even though it might not have been the instigator or the very first one it was definitely the one that people started paying attention to battle royale as a general or in general so I'm, I'm excited. And now I'm even more excited because neither one of us have ever played it. So that's really exciting. So if you'd like to join us, um, it is one of the games for the PlayStation Now. So if you're on PlayStation... Um, Go ahead and try it out. Uh, There is a seven-day free trial if you want to do PlayStation Now. If you don't want to play for PlayStation, or if you don't want to pay for PlayStation Now, make sure you go to your subscriptions and make it so that it doesn't (laughs) auto-renew. Because that's definitely, if you don't want to pay for it, I, I completely get that. But seven days, so that's all we need. Until our next episode, so go ahead and go play it, figure out what it is, and we're gonna do some rankings on it. I I can't wait; it's gonna be fun.
1: I'm having a fun time. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. All right,
0: so that was this episode of New. Once again, you know, thank you for showing up. Also, sorry about last week. You know, we do apologize for that. But hey. We're getting into it. We're getting in. It's fun. I'm having a lot of fun with this. It's a new format, but we still get to, you know, talk about Apex and have fun. It's just fun. It's fun. I like it. How are you liking it, Nate?
1: It's fun. It's fun. I'm yeah. having a good time.
0: Yeah, have a good time. Everything's good. All right. I hate forget about it. Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us for this uh, episode of Noob. I was your host, Nick.
1: And I was your host, Nate.
0: Thank you for ju- joining us for this episode episode of noob your nice experience with buddies remember to always play nice and use the buddy system buddy